Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Who's making the 53-man roster? On today's episode of the Pirate Podcast, we break down who's our predictions on exactly who's making the 53-man roster. And we also have an injury report. Who's some guys who recently got injured and who's some guys are coming back from injuries? Find out on episode 33 of the Pride Podcast. going on guys welcome back to episode 33 of the pride podcast on the blue wire network i'm tyler from lions nation i'm pierre from detroit lions fan page what's going on everybody i'm malcolm i'm with the detroit lions video page so yeah last episode we broke down is it time to panic for detroit Lions? so you can go back to last episode and see our thoughts and reactions but episode 33 we have some updates to talk about from this Detroit Lions team, some injury talk, and we're even going to get into some 53-man predictions in this podcast. But let's get into the injuries first. Pierre, give me the update on what who's been out there, who's came back from injuries down in Houston. All right. So last week, I believe it was Friday, the Lions activated Trey Flowers. Let's go! Yep. <laughs> um... <laughs> All right, so here it is. Jared Davis returned to practice today, and today is the 15th. We're recording on the 15th. Um, Deshaun Hand is close to coming back. He got rid of that brace. Savage is still in concussion protocol. And we have to be cautious with Savage because it's his, I believe, third concussion in two years. Crosby is still dealing with his undisclosed injury. Tease Tabor is still dealing with his injury. Uh, Mike Daniels is day-to-day per Matt Patricia. He's like, I think last year he suffered a foot injury. They're just being cautious with Mike Daniels. C.J. Anderson left today's practice with an injury. He was limping. Um, Danny Amendola wasn't doing much in Houston, but I think they're just being cautious with him. Marvin Jones did not travel to Houston, but he's nothing major. Um, The backup backup offensive lineman Matt Nelson got carted off the field today. Hope he's all right. And linebacker Trey Lamar reverted back to IR, and the Lions will be stashing him. God damn, who's out there? Who's playing? <laughs> oh, Austin Bryan also is still dealing with his injury. Did the Lions sign anybody to you know fill in these roster spots or anything like that? Well, yeah, when Curse went back on IR, they they uh they brung back. Well, they waived Deontay Alexander. They brung him back. Who's actually like? Yes, he's he's solid. Saw um, a nice catch he made the other day on uh. Twitter actually it was, yeah. it was a nice it was a nice snack 
They brung in some corners. Castiz is hurt. They've shuffled a couple of them. Jonathan Austin, they brung in. They brung in the kid from the AAF, Jamar Summers. Yeah. And they uh, also released cornerback Marcus Cooper. Yep. Is, is, is that all the injuries? I feel like we're missing in some. Are we missing any? That's it. Going to Jamal Summers, I, I know I know we talked about Jamal Summers a bit, but in the AF, he was actually balling. Like he was um from what I was hearing is that everybody was saying that he was like leading the conversation for defensive player of the year for the AF before it kind of shut down. So yep. I wanna see how he plays. Um I wanna see him in the preseason game. I, he's somebody that I wanna take a look at. You know, he's. Not, I don't think he's gonna oversee my my dog T's, but he'll be there. You guys missed the biggest roster move of the Lions the whole week. You missed the quarterback, Josh Johnson. Woo! <laughs> the Lions signed Josh Johnson after uh, Tom Savage injury, so we don't have to see a whole game of David Fills, fortunately. So. Shout, out, shout, shout out to Pierre for calling that move before the move happened. Yeah, he, he did call it in last episode. Yeah, that was episode thirty-one. He called it. He said that we should we should bring in Josh Johnson. Yeah, he called so. it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> was, uh, you look problem. at the list; there wasn't much out there. So, wasn't like, much out there. I mean, we didn't want we didn't want to see no David Phil's whole game anymore. Yeah, I, I think for entertainment purposes, it would have been pretty funny <laughs> to see David Phil's. To see David Phil's, <laughs> you saw it last week. Was that entertaining last week? You saw it last week. No, I mean, was it's it? something. It's something you know. It sucks at first, but it's something to look back at and just laugh eventually. Like it'll be a laughing moment one day. Like you th- I you think, like. That- you thought that Patriots game was enjoyable. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, week 17, if we have a winning record, I guarantee you we're going to look back at this moment and be like, yo, do y'all remember when David Fells was our quarterback <laughs> in the preseason? And we're just all going to like, we're all going to laugh. It's one of those moments. Right now, it's not funny, but if you look at it in the future, <laughs> and look back at it and be like, I can't believe he was our, <laughs> he was on our roster. That was one of the most more boring Lions games I've ever watched. Wait, guys, guys, we forgot to say something, something very important. The Lions activated Snacks Harrison today. From NFI. Ooh. Oh man, Mr. Snacks. Oh. And uh, another roster move you guys missed out on was uh, the Lions signed a guy we've actually uh, have mentioned on the podcast a way, 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 way long time ago. He was actually from the AF as well. Mr. Running Back Justin Stockton. Oh, <laughs> you got, oh yeah. Uh, Malcolm, Mal- yeah. Malcolm put some gruesome drops on him when we were talking about him <laughs> once ago. <laughs> Those were some gruesome drops he put on. It, it, it's because we we didn't know who he was. It, 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 I mean, I didn't I didn't know who he was. I, I was lost. Who he was. I didn't know who yeah. he was. Yeah, I don't think we all we knew who he was. But he went to the AFF and started. He was balling. So he did well in the Co- AFF. Yep. Could've, Give your apologies. Yeah, we apologize. <laughs> Just ball out. Justin Stockton. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll probably see a little bit of him. You mentioning uh, C.J. Anderson was limping off the field. You know, we'll maybe see a good dose of him this Saturday versus oh, Houston. Shit, yeah. About C.J. Anderson, he might not play tomorrow. I mean, I assume he doesn't play Saturday. I mean, because, you know, we'll see a good dose of, you know, Stockton, Mark Thompson, you know, the hype train, Ty Johnson, who everyone on Twitter has been going crazy about. Yeah, he's so. going to be a beast. He's going to be a beast. Fun who, thing uh, about Ty Johnson is they asked Darius Slate today, is Ty Johnson faster than you? And he like, yeah, he's faster. You know, Oh, he, he admitted it? Yeah, he admitted, oh, he admitted. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, and we actually asked Darius when we talked to him a month ago on our podcast. We asked him, "Are you the fastest guy on the team?" He said, yeah, "No doubt about it." And you know, we kind of brought up comparisons to Jamal Agnew, but he did say, he did say, 
that he wants to see Ty Johnson because he didn't know much about him until, you know, because yeah. he missed out on OTAs and everything. So he, he at the time did admit he, he thought he was the fastest player, but that's uh, that's big for slams. I'm, I'm surprised he uh, honestly uh, admitted that. And then I, I'm shocked, honestly. <laughs> he admitted that. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I just I can't wait to see him get the ball in space, man. I can't wait to see him get the ball in space. That's just, I just can't wait. Yeah, I think Ty Johnson is our future number two back. Yeah, and our other guy was actually at, uh, at Peter on Twitter. At least he was at practice. Glover Quinn, one of our Pride podcast guys, man. So, yeah, shout out to shout out to GQ. So. Yeah. so yeah, that is all the updates from training camp. But like we said, we were actually not you know able to attend down in Houston. So this is kind of just going off from you know what we've seen out there. You know, shout out to some of the guys. Sorry we didn't, you know, get to mention you all specifically the stuff we did see. But, you know, shout out to you guys. You guys are doing a good job down there in Houston. But, so, yeah, I want to get into our next topic, 53-man predictions. I kind of want to do this after every single preseason game. I did one after the Family Fest game they had in Ford Field. They did one after Week 1 versus New England. I kind of want to just, you know, see our progress where, you know, where I stand from this week to this week. So, I want to start off with the offense. Pierre. Give me your 53-man predictions. Just start off with the offense first, though. All right. The quarterbacks right now, I posted earlier in the week that Savage making the team. As of right now, I have Johnson over him. So it's Stafford and Josh Johnson because Savage is in protocol. And like I said, it's his third concussion in two years. So maybe he could go on IR. I don't know. They have to be cautious with that. Fullback is Nick Bodden. Top four backs, on Johnson, C.J. Anderson, Zach Center. Ty Johnson, no surprises there. Oh, you have no Justin Stockton on that list? Nope, I do not have Justin Stockton. <laughs> well, uh, at wide receiver, I have Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, and my fourth receiver is Chris Lacey. I have him making it over Fulgham because Lacey has just been making more plays. Slay actually talked glowingly about him the other day when I interviewed Slay. He said he was on the scout team last year, and Slay said Lacey made him a better player. And then my fifth receiver, I have Brandon Powell. Oh, that's my guy. He's a, he's a gadget guy. They played him at wide receiver. They moved him Bad around boots. at running back. Um, and our, he also our Percy on, Harvin. He also <laughs> could play on special teams. Yo, Pierre, let me let me let me just really quick interrupt you real quick, man. You talk about the wide receivers, and there's a wide receiver that I want to talk about. That I think is gonna be one of those guys that's just sneaky as hell that might find his way to the roster. Nobody. Oh. Talk about him. nobody knows who he is. Tom Kennedy, TK. They're calling him. I'm here. I'm hearing they're calling him TK. So he already wow. has a nickname. Um, I would not be surprised if this kid makes the roster. Um, I'm just gonna put that out there. Everybody remember the name TK. Um, go ahead, go up here. Wow, Tom I Kennedy. Actually, I actually, yeah. um, he's played a little with the first team. Um, he's up and down, but I think it's like for the backup slots, Powell, Kennedy, yeah. and uh, Tommy Lee. Right now, I'd say. This, this is the lacrosse kid we're talking about right now, Tom, Tom Kennedy? Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, man. He's one of those guys that's – nobody's talking about him really right now as far as, like, he's on the on the radar. But I think he might – if he has a few – I think if he pulls in two good preseason games, it's over. Man, he, he just reminds me kind of a, a knockoff Jace Billingsley, if you guys remember who Jace Billingsley man, was. He, 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 he is kind of, but Jace Billingsley was good to me. Honest, no, I, I like Jace. I, said, I like Jace a lot. That's why I said China version of Jace Billingsley. I really like Jace. Right. But it was hard. It was hard for Jace at the time with the Golden State being on the team. But that's a whole different topic for a different yeah. day. Um, 
my tight ends, I have uh, Hawkinson, Jesse James, Logan Thomas, Isaac Nada. I have him carrying four tight ends and a fullback, yes. Nada has just, like, I think he's done well for the seventh-round pick. Um, he's done well. So, offensive line, this is, like, one of my biggest question marks on the team. Uh, oh, oh, Lord. And these are my starters. I'll say my starters. This is who I think will start as of right now. Taylor Decker at left tackle. At left guard, you got Dahl. You got Ragnow. You got Glasgow. And then you got Rick Wagner. And then my top reserves, also in order, are Tyrell Crosby, Kenny Wiggins, and Ode Abushi. And that's my offense. Tyler, who do you have on offense? I have a very, very, very similar offense to you. But I'll just break down what I got. Smart minds think alike. Exactly. So I got as my quarterbacks. I have Stafford, but as my backup, I do have Tom Savage. If he's good to go, if he's healthy, assuming that he's not placed on IR yet, I guess we'll see the update. I have him making it because I think he's a better quarterback than Josh Johnson. But, you know, that's obviously interesting to keep up with his, you know, the injury. If he does get placed on IR, then I'll end up taking Josh Johnson over David Fales, of, of course. But, um, if Tom Savage is healthy, I have to go with Tom Savage over Josh Johnson. At the running back, I got the same exact thing you got. KJ, CJ, uh, the Zen Den, my man Ty Johnson, and unfortunately no Justin Stockton. Uh, fullback, I got Nick Bodden as well. Wide receivers, I actually have the same group as you. And I'm going to tell you why I have Chris Lacey over Travis Fulgham, Andy Jones, and I guess Malcolm is now a parent boy, Tom Kennedy. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a reason why I have Chris Lacey, and that's gonna be versatility. I think the versatility is really key to this offense. He could play the outside, could play the inside. Kind of reminds me of what Jermaine Curse was gonna do for this team. I think he's the a really good replacement for what Jermaine Curse was gonna do for this football team. I don't think it's much of a drop off from Curse to Lacey. I think Curse is a better player, but. You know, with Curse breaking his leg, you kind of got to go next man up. And I think the next man up is Chris Lacey in that position. And then Brandon Powell, I've mentioned him so many times now. Uh, I think you guys are sick of me talking about Brandon Powell. I have him making this team because of versatility as well. Backfield, using the passing game, kind of being that backup to Danny Amendola on the slot. I really like Brandon Powell. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Tight ends, I as well have them carrying four. TJ Hawkinson, Jesse James, Logan Thomas, and Isaac Nada. You brought a good point, Isaac Nada. He's been you know, playing really well for a seventh-round pick and kind of stepping into that role. Um, and honestly, I don't think he should have even fell that far. I know he had a bad comment and everything, but you know, he, he shows good film. I like him as a player. I think he, you know, could, have, he could be a good football player for this team. Yeah. And then for my, my offensive line, I have the same starting offensive line as you did. You have uh, Rick Wagner, Joe Dahl, Graham Glasgow, Frank Ragnow, Taylor Decker. My backups are very interesting, so... I have Kenny Wiggins, I have Oday Bushi, and Terrell Crosby. And I want to carry another offensive lineman just because I usually like to have around, you know, eight to nine offensive linemen on my on my football team. So this one came down to tough. I think they could go with an undrafted guy in this position. It could, you know, come down to I think the undrafted guard out of Wisconsin, Bo Ben Shawell, or I think it would even come down to Ryan Pope, who they gave the most money to as an undrafted free agent out of the whole NFL. Right. So, I think even though Pope has not had the best camp and he's been running with a lot of third teams, I think carrying him on the roster might be something they do this year. You know, kind of make him like a healthy scratch week by week, but a guy they could kind of develop throughout the season. And as of right now, 
I'm going to say Ryan Pope makes this football team just kind of just because there's really not anyone anyone else I could choose right now. So I'm going to choose by default. It's it is basically by default, but he he, he has upside though. That's the thing I like about Ryan Pope. Okay. So um, you know, and him giving a you know they give a lot of guaranteed money to him as an undrafted free agent. So and we need another tackle too because you know I think with Taylor Decker's injury history, Rick Wagner's gotten hurt over the years. Terrell Crosby's in concussion protocol. You kind of just need another offensive tackle. So if they don't make a move right now, if they kind of just keep with the roster set, what they have right now, uh, I, I mean, I got to take Ryan Pope to, you know, win that job, I guess. Ryan Pope to the promised land. All right. Um, that's my man, that, that's some interesting um, picks you guys have that's making the roster. Let me ask you guys a really quick question, man, about um, mainly about the offensive line. And this is the question that, a lot of people's worried about right now, but we we struggled. Is it talent? Is it lack of players, or is it scheme and coaching? I think it's a little of everything. Okay, you got honestly Jeff Davidson. I mean, last year, like we we bought the hype; he was good. But last year, I didn't really see much from him. I thought the O line didn't play to its like strength or potential. So far, like the first team O line did okay last week. Hopefully, we see him a little more this week. The second team online got destroyed last week. Um, and the reports are in practice this week are is JJ Wise killing Rick Wagner and Decker has, has like allowed a couple sacks. So it is concerning. And then on top of that, you have the left guard issue. It is a little concerning, but I'll be watching it closely on week three where the starters play about a full half of football. And where there's like a little bit of game planning to it, so I'll be watching it closely. And that's yes. going to be a it's going to be a very good front seven in Buffalo, so it's going to be a good test for this offensive line as well. Week three yep. preseason game, so it's definitely it going to be interesting. I, I think that's their biggest concern right now in this football team, honestly, the offensive line. Okay, I think they'll uh, they'll explore the trade market. When I say trade market, like Tyler said, I don't think be a flashy guy. I think it'll just be a solid guy, or they'll explore like the waiver wire. You know, yeah, like, that's that's the best time to go. Like yeah. last year, for example, they picked up Romeo Aquara off the waiver wire. You, you sure. could find some. You could sign like you could John find Simon got waived. You know, for, and the Patriots picked him up. Right, it's been he's been a really good player for them. So you never know. The waiver wire, you know, has their mysteries. They could get some talented players in there. All right, so um, let's just go ahead and take a quick commercial break, and we'll come back and we'll talk about some defense. Awesome, let's do it. Football season is here, people. It's time to start placing your bets for NFL and college football. Blue Wire is teaming up with sports information traders and the legend John Price, one of the world's most successful sports bettors. So our listeners are given the chance to make more money on football this season. Go to sportsinformationtraders.com slash blue and get the college football and NFL feature plays and make up to 15 times your money for only a $99 investment. Last year, sports information traders correctly predicted the Clemson Tigers to win the college football championship, making one client alone $110,000. Last year, before that, Kurt Persley of the sports information traders made $1 million with preseason wagers on the Philadelphia Eagles winning the Super Bowl. John Price and the Sports Information Traders team can guide you 
on the best ways to make more money on future bets and preseason football betting picks. You get all of that just for $99 and the opportunity to make 15 times your money. It's totally worth getting Sports Information Traders betting picks. Sports Information Traders have been featured in ESPN, Gambling911.com, Entrepreneur Magazines, and many more. John Price has successfully making money bets on sports for over 20 years. Make a big return for a small investment with Sports Information Traders Future Picks. Get started now by going to sportsinformationtraders.com slash blue. Again, make sure you go to sportsinformationtraders.com slash blue to have the chance to make 15 times return this football betting season. And we're back. All right, I'll start with the defense, and then Tyler, you can give me your thoughts, and Malcolm, you could chime in whenever you want. Um, I'll start with the interior defensive line, basically your your defensive tackles. I have Snacks Harrison, Mike Daniels, Deshaun Hand, and Ajon Robson. Now, Hand can play also defensive end, but I just have him right now listed as inside defensive lineman. My edge guys, I got Flowers, Romeo Aquara, Devon Kennard, Austin Bryan. I have Eric Lee making the team. Mm, wow. My off-the-ball linebackers, I got uh, Jared Davis, Christian Jones, Jelani Tavai, Jalen Reeves-Maben, and Miles Killebrew. Jalen Reeves-Maben and Killebrew, uh, they could both play on special teams. And Reeves-Maben is arguably our best uh, covering linebacker, so he has some value. Wait, before you, before you move on to the next position... I just want to give a shout out to that front seven, man. That oh, front yeah. seven, man. Like it's filthy. That, that, that front seven, that's gonna be the strength of this team. Y'all, y'all remember that. That front seven is gonna be the strength of this team. Remember that. All right, Pierre, kick it off. Continue, man. All right, cornerback. I have Slay making it. Rashawn Melvin, Justin Coleman, Amani Orue, Jamal Agnew, and D Virgin. Yes, I have D Virgin making over T Stable. Reason what? why D Virgin has been oh, making plays in about, camp. Man? Cut his mic off. Oh, no. Somebody cut his mic off. Wait, I got you. Let me, no, let me you... kick him from the Skype call. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you don't talk about T's like that. You don't all talk right. about T's. Um, all jokes oh, aside, guys. He's re- oh, he's recording. We can't do that. Damn it. Do that. All, all right. jokes uh, aside, Go ahead. Continue, I guess. Skateboard hasn't been on the field. I think it's hurt him. Um, Amani has been making plays for a rookie. He's been inconsistent, but he's been making plays. Other guys have stepped up, like D. Virgin. There's been reports out of camp that Jonathan Alston, a corner they recently signed, has has stepped up um it's just like when you're not out there it's hard to make impressions especially when you've struggled during the season i want cts and some preseason action doesn't look like we'll see it this week i just don't have him making the roster i I think they can maybe trade him maybe they'll release him maybe they'll stash him on ir i don't know and i was gonna say that you know if tease does not play by week three i can see him putting him on ir waiting for him to be able to practice again See how he does in practice. And if that doesn't work, I could see something like that happen as far as a trade or release if he doesn't participate in the preseason. And yeah. I, I agree with you that the injuries is hurting him. And, and Tease is my boy. You know, I definitely want Tease to succeed, but he hasn't been on the field and he hasn't shown anything to the viewer's eye on 
why he deserves a spot on the roster. You know, he hasn't played a game yet. He hasn't played any. He hasn't taken any snaps. I mean, he 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 did, he did well in, pra- in practice and training camp, but he hasn't really shown anything on the field. So until right. we see anything, I mean, I I agree with you on that part. Uh, now let's go to the safeties. I got Quandre Diggs, Tracy Walker, who I think is going to be a stud this year. I, I mean. He's been making plays every day. I think he's going to be a star. I really do. AK-47? There yeah. it is. AK-47. Um, I got Andrew Adams making it. I got Tavon Wilson making it. Will Harris and Charles Washington with special teams. We know this staff values special teams. And Chuck has just... I mean, he's Chuck. He's one of the best special teamers in the league. And then, like, the special teams unit, I got Matt Prater, Sam Marin. You don't even have to say this, man. Come on now. We know the special teams. We know the three. <laughs> well, Don uh, freaking Mulba. That's all I got to say. That's, all, that's the only words that's needed. They live in legend. Death taxes Mool. <laughs> they yeah. live in legend. <laughs> it's the only words that's needed for that special teams. But, uh, so I um, do have a couple surprises there. Eric Lee making it. D Virgin in there. Them carrying six safeties. I just those are my predictions for now. They could change next week. The reason why I have six safeties because Tracy Walker can play nickel. Quandre Diggs can play nickel. Andrew Adams is more of a deep safety. Tavon Wilson is more in the box. Will Harris has some versatility. He still has to learn, but he's safe. He's not. He's not ready at all. Yeah, yes, yeah. He's not. Will not have a role on this football team for the first eight weeks. Chuck is just a beast. He's one of the best gunners in the league. He, I think he really is. So, yeah. Wow. Interesting. There it is. Uh, Tyler, who do you have on your defense? Right. Uh, yeah, it's very, you know, there's a little difference in there. So, I got my defensive line right now. I got Trey Flowers, Romeo Quara, Snacks, Daniels, Hand, Aishan Robinson. Then I got a surprise here. And I'm not really sold on this pick right here. I kind of just have it right now. Because I could see him going somewhere else with this position, but I have right now defensive tackle Kevin Strong, and the reason why I have defensive tackle Kevin Strong, he's been actually really impressing me. You know, the when I was there in Allen Park watching him, I I would actually really like Kevin Strong. He's you know undrafted guy. He just gets pressure, and you know he's really good depth. But it's gonna be kind of tough for him to make the team with you know all these you know really good players on the team with Mike Daniels, Snacks, Ashawn Robinson, Deshaun Hand. So. It's going to be tough for him to make this team, but you know when he's gotten the opportunity, he's looked really good, and I've been impressed with him. So if it's not with the Lions, I think he's going to make a 53-man roster somewhere. And as my linebackers, I got Devon Kennard, Jared Davis, Christian Jones, Jelani Tavai, Austin Bryant, Miles Killebrew, and Jalen Reeves-Mabin. Um, I mean, that's just the best, you know, right group. I I think that's actually a very strong linebacker group. I think Miles Killebrews looked really good. And, you know, training camp had a really good week one preseason. He actually won, I believe, Baller of the Week. You gave him. He so, did. Um, you know, he's a good player. I, I, he's taking nice strides and you know improving his game at the linebacker position, which is good for him. You know, Jalen Reeves maybe just kind of becoming more of a playmaker. You know, as it seems like it's going through training camp. You know, he's you know making plays intercept. He picked off Tom Brady in one of the you know live scrimmage games they had at Allen Park. So, you know, Reeves maybe looking good, and then. Austin Bryant, you know, he's hurt right now, but, you know, he was looking all right when he was out there. Jelani Tavai should have a role on this team. And then, you know, the other three, you know, they've, we've seen them. Christian Jones, Jared Davis, Devon Kennard. And then with the cornerbacks, I have Darius Slay, Rashawn Melvin, and Justin Coleman. Those are my three, or I have four locks. Amani Arue is my four locks. 
After that, it gets very interesting. You know, could Jamal Agnew make this team? I think he does just because his special teams is, you know, really key to this team. That's why I think he makes a team. And, you know, he's actually looked pretty pretty good in the backup slot position, you know, when he's got the opportunity. I think he serves a nice serviceable sl- a backup slot corner behind Justin Coleman. And then, as my sixth cornerback, I do have T's Tabor making the team. And the reason why I have T's Tabor making the team, I just think he's the best outside corner we have after Darius Slay and Rashawn Melvin. Because I don't think Amani Arue is ready. And Tyler, you know, you, yeah, Tyler, I'm sorry. Can you say that one more time for the listeners? Just if they missed it, I just want you to say who's your the last corner you picked up again. I'm sorry. My 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 favorite, or I think the best outside corner after Darius Lane, Rashawn Melvin. I really do believe it's T. Staber on this current team. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. I mean, because I mean, I, I'm not crying. <laughs> I'm not you know, crying. I'm, I'm just saying, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. That, go ahead, man. You good, Malcolm? Good, man. Tyler, I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I think Amani Orue is better than T's. He's not ready, though. I mean, but he's not ready, but he sort of is. He's been making play. Like, he gets beat occasionally, but he still gets an occasional breakup. He still gets interceptions. He picked off Deshaun Watson the other day in practice. I said get some this, PBUs. This is, the, this is the thing. This is the thing with, with um, Amani Rue. He's going to he, – he's a bright future. And I said that. Right. But until he does what he does in practice, when the, on, in the bright lights, I can't, I can't agree with you. Because yeah, T's I, was the same way. T's were exactly. making plays – in training camp, make it plays a practice, but when he's on the field, you know, he got the jitters. I mean, he saw the speed difference. Like, it, you know, it, it happens, you know. And it happens with, with young guys. I want it personally, if worst-case scenario, if we did get an injury, say if Melvin, you know, has a high equal sprain or something, whatever, you know, he, he's out for a couple weeks or a week. If we had to put Amari Rui out there, they're going to target him like crazy. They're going to target Amari Rui every single play. I'm not like super comfortable with our corners. Like I, that's that's probably my biggest question mark after the O line or with the O line. You probably have to like trade or claim someone. But a lot of teams around the league are like don't have a lot of depth at corner. Only a few. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I like Tease. I think he's a perfect cornerback three for this team right now. I think. He has the experience. Oh, this is years. That, that's the Taylor. thing. Experience. That's what I was going to say. Experience. Yeah. I, I mean, I really like him as as the cornerback three on this team behind Darius Slay and Rashawn Melvin. I think he really serves as a good outside cornerback if needed. I mean, I think this is a much better role for T. Stabler because last year they kind of counted on him to be the cornerback two aside with Slay, and that just didn't work out because he wasn't ready for it. I think now kind of taking a lesser role of just being behind some good veterans like Darius Slay and um, uh, Rashawn Melvin, I think it's going to be very beneficial to Tease Tabor, and I, he just got to be healthy though. That's only my concern yeah. with him. If he's not healthy and we're not seeing him out there by week three in preseason, then it might be a lost cause. But right now we're in week, going into week two of preseason. I have him making the team. Like I said, we're going to update these week by week. Right. But I, I just have Tease Tabor making this team right now, just because the years of experience he has in this league, and the you know, I, I think it's a good role for him. I was going to say just real quick. Um, I don't want to put a Mario Rui out there until they feel like he's 100% ready. Because the last thing I would want is for him to go out there, they're like, all right, just learn on the fly. You know, figure it out. And his, his confidence gets destroyed. It's, the corners and quarterbacks' confidence, is that's like the main 
that's their main trait. If they lose their right. confidence, this it sucks. <laughs> it's not easy to to bounce back from losing your confidence. Like you have to look back. If you lose your confidence in, in the season, like the only chance you have to recover is next year. Like it's it's, it's not it's not a good transition. So I think they should just hold off on Omani Rui until they say they see him in practice. Like it, you know, he's consistently covering number ones or number twos, and he's looking great. He's not you know having double move issues, and you know then you put him out there. It's gonna happen. You just gotta wait. Right. I just don't. Th- I, I I don't think he should roll and. Le- Almost the whole season. Honestly, I don't think he should. He should be almost inactive every game, in my opinion. Honestly. I disagree I don't. with that. I actually disagree. He should be inactive every game. He has some good size. You could play him in the red zone. You could find roles for him. Good size and speed. I don't know. I just don't think he should have a role in this team right now. I, at least the first half of the season, don't have a role for Monty Rui. I honestly disagree with that. I really do. Um, but but yeah, don't want to put rookies out there too early, man. Yeah, I just That's right. I don't you don't want to put rookies out there. Good. Sometimes it's good to throw him in the fire and have him learn. You, you can't, but like I said, that confidence, bro, it's, it's not an easy bounce back. Yeah. I know, but, like, he's a bright kid. He is. No, he I, is. That's why I, you just got to develop him right. You can, you know, there's a reason why he fell in the fifth round. He's not ready to play in the NFL yet. He's well, not. I think he was a steal, to be honest. Um, but yeah, he is. The, yeah, the thing the with him, um, but as a corner, though, you have to get experience. Experience is huge, man. If you just sit on the bench all day and don't play, that also hurts you. You got like you got to experience it. You got to like learn from your mistakes. You got to get better. You do that in practice too, man. I know, but it's just different in the game, bro. I, I don't know. That's my opinion. I don't think I'm. Yeah, I don't think I'm I, 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 on this team. I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Let's yeah, I don't. On. I don't think he should have a role this year, as far as like putting me out, putting him out on the field in like sub packages. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not good. I mean, it's just not a good idea because I, I, you don't want to mess up his confidence. Keep his confidence high. Maybe year two, you know, give him a bigger role. You know, exactly. see how he does. Exactly. All right, I'll, I'll give you something. Uh, the Chargers last year they drafted, I believe, Desmond King in the fifth round. They threw him in the fire right away, and he started making plays for them. Yeah, but every fifth round pick is is, is not the same. I know. I'm just like, person, saying, you know, like, you can't just like make him. If you make him inactive, that also kill his confidence. I'm not playing. No, because like I said, like Desmond King is different. Like he probably wasn't having trouble. He probably wasn't getting beat every single day. You know, in his preseason game, you probably look at that that Chargers preseason game. He probably balled out. He probably earned his, you know, that that that's that second corner role on that team. They didn't just give it to him. He probably I was see. the second best corner on their team. I agree. You have to earn that spot. I don't think Amani has earned that spot. And I uh, think I think when T. Staber was healthy out there in practice, he looked better than Amani Arouet, in my opinion. But that's just me. <laughs> I'm going to move on to the safety position. So as my safeties right now, I have Kawandre Diggs, Tracy Walker, Andrew Adams, and Tavon Wilson. And I have the rookie, Will Harris. Um, you know, those four guys I just named before, Will Harris, I think they should all have a nice role on this team. All playmakers on that team, you know, there's not really much explaining to do about them. And Will Harris kind of was similar to Amani Arue to me. I don't think he should have a role on this team as well. I think he should be kind of one of those guys who's inactive for at least the first half of the season. I don't think he's ready at all for the NFL. That's me. I mean, I think if – honestly, I've, I've just not been – he's not impressed me too much yet. I think he's still young. He needs to develop. I don't think he's ready yet. So. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. He'll yeah, get no, there. Yeah, I agree. I think him and Amani, are, those two guys on my team are just – Definitely guys who should be on this roster, but just do not have roles for the first season, or at least for the first half of the season. Yeah, high potential high potential guys 
definitely stash them on a team. You don't want them to even hit that oh, wave yeah. of wire. Well, don't well, you, don't, definitely don't want them to hit that wave of wire. No, their potential is way too um, high. Yeah, their potential is way too high. But they need to learn. So we'll see how they do, man. Right. And the reason why this was, I said Kevin Strong was kind of like, I, I wasn't locked on that right now. And it was the guy that Peter actually brought up earlier in the episode. It was um, Chuck Washington. I kind of wanted to put him on this roster. And I, I'm still not sold on Kevin Strong because I think the, the depth on the defensive line is so good enough. Like, you might not even need to carry Kevin Strong. And uh, the kind of the guys I have on my roster right now, I don't really have many really good special teams players, I guess, like a gunner. So, and that's where I kind of want to throw on Chuck. So, I might actually now for this episode just take out Strong and throw on Chuck at the safety position. So, I do as well have us. Wait, do we have, a, do we have a, a live? That was a live cut? You just live cut and. Sign somebody live <laughs> on the on the air. It, it, it's yeah, it, 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 like six safeties is so much. But like I said, I don't think Will Harris has a role, and Chuck Washington won't have a role actually. You know, on the defense. I think he's just there for special teams reasons. So the reason why I'll take Chuck right now, and you know, I, I really like Kevin Strong. That's a tough cut, man. He's really been impressing me in this camp. So he's he's gonna make a fifty three somewhere. It's, it's gonna it's gonna happen. And I said that yeah uh, two episodes ago that we're gonna lose some talent. Yeah, Kevin Strong's one of those players. Right. So, Tyler, do you have Ryan Santoso making it over Matt Prater? Get the fuck out of here. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. He has no chance. I got Dad Tax freaking Mulbacher. I think that's what they say. That's the saying. I don't know what the saying is. I always see everyone on Twitter always saying, I think it's Dad freaking Tax Mulbacher. If I mistake that, correct me. It's Dad Taxes and Don Mulbacher. Okay, that works. My bad. Or that Texas and Muleback. That's what it is. Something like that, bro. He's 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 a beast, regardless. So Mule wins that the long snapper rule. Sam Martin is our punter, and uh, Ryan Santoso. You can get the hell out of here. Matt Prater's my kicker. Okay, oh, that's, my, that's my kicker. <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> well, guys, that is a wrap to episode thirty-three of the Pride Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed our. 53 man predictions and i hope you guys will stay updated you know week two preseason is coming up so look forward to that we'll have our post game thoughts on that sunday morning look out for that so i'm tyler from lions nation i'm pierre from detroit lions fan page i am malcolm i'm with the detroit lions video page all right lions fans take care and hopefully we have a win all right guys peace out peace Pride Podcast is sponsored by the D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. Visit the D-Line.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. The D-Line.com for Detroiters made by Detroiters. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. 
And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.